Welcome to the Macros for Life podcast, where we talk all things macros, business, and marriage. We're your hosts, Eve and Randall Guzman. Visit our website at www.gtransformationacademy.com, where you can download our free How to Track Macros guide. This guide has helped over 15,000 people start their macro tracking journey. Welcome back to the Macros for Life podcast. As most of you guys know, we've lost over 265 pounds together. And on those journeys, you make a lot of mistakes. We're no exception to the rule. We both made a lot of mistakes during our journey. Of course, we must have done more good than we done bad because we ended up being successful at it. Nevertheless, there are some things that we would do differently um, if we could start that journey over. And today we're going to be talking about those things. This is going to be a good one because I think every podcast we're on, almost every podcast, people ask, like, what would you tell somebody to do if they were a beginner? So this is kind of that info, too. And it's not even that someone's a beginner or they're just getting started. This is totally applicable if you've started something and you failed, you started something and then you couldn't stick to it. You started something and you lost maybe a shit ton of weight and you gained all of it back, right? Because a lot of diets aren't successful. So a lot of this like advice and transparency of like all the shit that we've done um, is going to be helpful for literally anyone. And I think it's a good reflection period for us to make on like, the stuff that we did and like, you know, what we would do because we know better now. You don't know what you know till you know it. And, you know, macros is definitely one of those things that we hear our clients saying, we say it, the coaches, we mentor say it. They always say, if I would have known about macros, I would have never done anything else. For sure. For sure. I mean, and of course the same goes for us. I mean, macros just gives you one, it helps you contour your body the way you would like it to be contoured too. It gives you a ton of options that other diets don't. But I mean, we discovered them when we discovered them. So, you know, if hindsight is 2020, we'll go back and do a, everything differently. But like I said, we ended up being successful in it. That being said, if we can stop someone else from making some of the mistakes that we made, then that would be great. Yeah, so. absolutely. Number one, what? <laughs> Let's start it. What are we going to do? The top five mistakes? How are we going to do this thing? Oh, top five. I might even have to keep track because the list could probably be like 17. So yeah. is, is are we going in descending order or are we just going to list five? Let's just do five. Yeah, we'll just do five. Let's not go <laughs> in descending order. That's too much to keep track of. Leave it to me yeah. to make the shit too complex and then... Well. What's number five to me might be number one to you and vice versa. It's tomato, tomato. True, right? so. true, true, true. All right. So let's go. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can kick it off. Um, my number one would be too much cardio. That was mine. I knew I was going to say that. Jacking my style. I'm not even saying that for like bonus brownie points and none of that. But like cardio. Yeah. Why? Why? For me, first thing first, like when I started, when I first got back in the gym and I was like almost 400 pounds, like first thing, I didn't even feel comfortable lifting anymore at that point. And which is crazy because I had been lifting pretty much since I was in high school um, up until the time I fell off, but I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. So when we got back in, 
the first thing I did was hop on the treadmill. And it was definitely a challenge to me because I couldn't even run for like two minutes straight at that time. So I was like, I need to get this together before I do anything else. Why? Because I didn't know that it should begin with strength training at that time. I just knew I needed to take weight off. And I was like, oh, I can run and get some of this weight off. And then once I get it off, then I can lift and put on muscle, which, you know, is ass backwards. But um, anyway, the so I ran and ran and ran and I dropped weight. But of course, I didn't look like I wanted to look like it. I didn't look like what I wanted it to look like until I started lifting weights. And if I would have started lifting weights in the beginning, I could have actually tapped into those cardio stores that I burnt up in the beginning uh, once I hit a, a plateau. Yeah. But I didn't have that to tap in because I started with the cardio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So I definitely agree with you too. I did that. Lots of people did that. Like, let's do cardio to kind of like hurry up and make some progress. And there's like all kinds of reasons too, because like you're on those cardio equipment, um, tracker things and they're like telling you how many calories their estimates in case you guys are like new but their estimates of how many calories you burn when you're bicep curling you're not seeing like those numbers go up as much you see that instant gratification of how many calories burn so then you try to go longer you try to go faster you try to like increase the intensity it's like that gratification of seeing the numbers hitting a number hitting a goal you're counting them up in your head you're sizing them up against how many calories you've eaten for the day so like that's one thing like get it off quick instant gratification of numbers and like the thing that I can relate to you on it was like the times that I've really dug in the cardio I felt my most out of shape and I didn't feel comfortable and the easiest thing to me and probably lots of people um, is to actually get on a cardio piece of equipment because you can kind of hide and you don't have to focus on like your, um, our dog is like losing it, but you don't have to focus yeah. on your form. You're not thinking about people watching you as much. You get on and you walk, you get on and move your arms, your legs on the elliptical machine. Like it's, it's easier to kind of disappear into the background, whether you are body conscious and you look great, you're body conscious and maybe you're not at your best or you're a beginner. It's easy just to pick the cardio equipment and not weight train. Right. Right. The other thing is of course, we know now what we didn't know then is beginners. When you're in a beginning stage, it's much easier to build muscle and burn fat simultaneously. So we didn't take advantage of our opportunities to do that as well in the beginning stages, just because we hopped right into cardio. Nope. Easy is not always better. Gratifying is not always better. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Number four. Number four. Number four would be not under eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I drastically under ate um, when I first started my weight loss journey. Not necessarily, um, I wouldn't necessarily say I planned on drastically under eating, but I didn't educate myself correctly. So the person who was telling me what to eat was actually underfeeding me and I was just doing exactly what I was told to do because I didn't have the knowledge to actually go in there and dissect it for myself. So I was eat I was under eating for like 14 months straight 
And I was able to reach these amazing weight loss goals. But anytime I went out, whether it be just eating a burger or just getting some wings, this, that, and the other, I would gain like six or seven pounds just off one cheat meal because I had downregulated my metabolism so much um, while I was losing weight and while I was under eating that my body didn't know how to re- react and metabolize um, the food uh, like it should have. So mm-hmm. that took me a long time to actually get that in check. Mm-hmm. Me too. Same diets I put myself on. I mean, I didn't have a coach until after I had lost like a hundred and something pounds, like 120, but everything was low calorie diets, like the meal replacement things I did. Lean cuisines, Weight Watchers, Slim Fast, like you guys know, if all, if all, if anybody on here is especially an 80s baby um, that tried to lose weight, probably early 90s baby, like you've probably done this stuff. And I was low calorie for a long time and I had like no clue and I didn't realize that I was building in diet breaks, um, calorie cycling, and reverse dieting when I would fall off. Like I couldn't stick 1,200 calories, so then I would have calories go up on the weekend. I was calorie cycling. We would go on vacation for a week. I couldn't get back on track for almost three weeks. That was like a three-week diet break. Um, when I would just completely quit, I reverse dieted up to maintenance and didn't even know it. Like I was doing nutrition periodization and I had no clue, but the times I was in the deficit, just like you, it was forever. It was forever and ever and ever. Um, lucky enough when I would eat more, it wasn't like I was doubling and tripling my calories, but I stayed too low for too long. And because of that, I didn't have the, the muscle on my body that I wanted. And I didn't look like I wanted to, I was still skinny fat because I was just under eating most of the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. My third kind of falls in line with number four, but it's more specific. Like I didn't prioritize my protein. We were made for each other. <laughs> that was mine. I'm writing them down over here already. Are you? I'm yes. just like freestyling over here. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't prioritize protein. And we know how important protein is because it's the carrier, right? Mm-hmm. For everything else. So uh for me, like I was like, okay, I'm gonna bang out these veggies, you know, and I'm gonna bang out as many of them as I can. Um, of course, and I'll eat meat. I was only eating like three ounces of protein here, three ounces of carbs here. And then I would be eating, you know, heavier veggies. And being that I was coming down from 389, 387 pounds, like three ounces of protein five times a day is not enough. That's 15 ounces of protein per day. So it was nowhere near enough, which is possibly why I had so many problems with saggy skin. You know, it's no guarantee that your skin's going to tighten back up, but um, mm-hmm. getting the proper amount of protein and strength training definitely helps you um, in that area. It'll help you to your skin to bounce back a lot better than it it, it will if you don't. So um, I would definitely prioritize my protein more. Yeah. I thought protein made you fat, like plain and simple. (laughs) People told us that they were like, it makes you fat. It makes you bulky. I think it was first the word bulky. And then people started transforming that into fat or bulky means size. Size must mean big fat. Um, Maybe for men, it meant too big, too wide for women. Like we were straight up thought like fat. Um, Mm -hmm. I probably was eating 50 to 60 grams of protein today. 
Um, I have had days where I've eaten 180, 200 grams of protein. That is a lot, um, even for someone my size. But like, I thought it would make you fat. And I also didn't want to put in the effort of cooking more protein. It was easy to make sides. It was easy to make rice. Um, I was just, it was just like misconceptions. And I was kind of like, not really thinking that I needed to have that much protein. Like I had no clue. Right, right. It's definitely one. I know this next one, it'll be different. <laughs> uh, so my number two is I would have never went vegan. So, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not because it's a bad diet or anything like that. It just wasn't for me at the time when I did it. So I went vegan after, I think it was like eight, I was like 18 months in and I was down 126 pounds and I was speaking with a friend, this, that, and the other, and we was talking about it. And it was like, okay, I'm gonna challenge myself to go vegan for a week or two. Mm-hmm. And I went and like the inflammation in my knees actually got like so much better. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt so much better going up and down stairs and after leg day and this, that, and the other that I decided to continue going and stayed that way for about 18 months. Well, problem was that after losing all that weight and after not prioritizing carbs or this, that, and the other, I went in that vegan diet, which is heavy carbs, and my body wasn't really metabolizing the carbs like I needed it to. So not only was I um, losing some of the muscle that I had gained, I was actually gaining weight because I was eating more carbs. All of a sudden, I had put it on. I had just drastically changed my diet after losing all that weight, and my body was like, what the hell is going on, apparently? So that was that was a big mistake that I made right there. I could have eased my way into it or... I could have, you know, I could have done it differently, but you know how I do. I just, I'm all in or all out. So I just cut it off and I was vegan the next day. (laughs) There was no transition phase for you, but I respect the fact that you had discipline and you did it the right way. You didn't do like the dirty vegan, the fat vegan, whatever you want to call it. Um, Y'all, I fully supported it, but I ate my chicken on the side. <laughs> yeah, in front of me. She would take, she would definitely take my uh, my vegan dishes and add meat to it and eat it right in front of me. It was so disrespectful. <laughs> hey. But what's number two for you? Number two for me, I feel like it may end up being your number one. I'm, am I going to throw us out of sync? Nah, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. All right. Okay, good. Lifting. So I thought I was really working out. Like working out does not just mean cardio. It should not mean, you know what I mean? Just cardio. I would have actually had faster progress, better results, less weight regain. I would have looked less frumpy, mushy, skinny, fat, you know, whatever. Some people say like, and I don't know if I've ever even said this term to you, Randall. So you might be like, what? Um, but people that have lost a lot of weight like us, when you lose a lot of weight like us and you don't prioritize protein and you don't lift, they say we look like a melted candle. <laughs> you heard that before? Nah, I ain't heard that before. Think of like, you know, the candles that are like the single. Oh, like, I can picture it. 
Yeah, we look like a melted candle. Like the skin is just blah, the muscles yeah. blah. And I was like, I was kind of offended when I saw that the first time. But I'm like, that shit is true. Um, like, I mean, the skin elasticity is one thing, but the lifting and protein consumption helps to increase your collagen. Like the saggy skin and skin being stretched during weight loss is mostly mostly a genetic thing, but it's also a self-care thing. Are you moisturizing? Even massaging creates collagen. Are you eating collagen? Are you drinking collagen, eating protein? But are you lifting? Um, stimulating your muscles also helps the production of collagen. And I wasn't really lifting. I had the small weights like me being on the treadmill for 75 minutes and then doing like four sets of bicep curls was not lifting. Like I needed to lift. I needed to squat, um, like at least half my body weight. I eventually squatted, um, you know, over a hundred, a hundred pounds over my body weight. Like that's the type of weightlifting I needed to be doing. Like getting numbers in the fifties, the sixties, the seventies and eighties and on up for, you know, lower body, not doing five and 10 pound dumbbells only like getting up to 25 pound pound bicep curls. Like that was like a huge feat for me. Um, like I needed to lift to be able to maintain my weight. And so I could eat more, but I regained more weight when I lost weight with cardio only versus cardio plus lifting. And now I mostly maintain with lifting only and very, very little cardio. So I wish I would have like really lifted weights and took it seriously. And I mean, like four days a week, solid, like just getting stronger constantly. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I can definitely feel that one. Um, it wasn't my number one, but it falls in line with my number one. Okay. My number one is overtraining. So, as you, you know, I was a rabbit, rabbit overtrainer. Um, I didn't believe in taking days off. Um, I wanted to work out every day because that's how I felt I could get the best results. I didn't prioritize rest. Even, like, if I was taking a rest day, I was going to go to the gym and do a ton of cardio on a rest day. Um and then not only was my body always tired, of course, and I wasn't given the time to recover, I already have some joint issues from playing football for so long. So that was compounding issues with my joints, but I was just like, oh, I'm gonna just push through it. You know what I mean? It'll uh -huh. it'll it'll get better. I can continue to push through it and until eventually, you know, it caught up with me and I had to sit down. Um, so that would definitely be one that I would change. Like, you know, even we were even doing two a days like on the weekends and I was working, you know, 55, 60 hours a week. Um, so if I had to be at work at six o'clock, I would just get up at three, three thirty, four, four thirty, 30, um, and go to the gym and do it off of four or five hours of sleep instead of making sure that I get that, um, good seven, eight hours of sleep, which would have done me a lot better than, um, working out seven days a week. But you know, you live and you learn, right? Yep. You do. That's actually mine as well. Recovery. Mm -hmm. Because I thought I had to do everything. I saw everybody else like all in, kind of like how you were saying I was all the way in, all the way out. That's how I approached everything. Like I was hardly eating any calories and working out seven days a week, or I was just eating whatever and wings, appetizers, pizza, tacos, all the things and not doing anything. 
I was working out seven days a week because I saw other people doing it. Um, people that have like amazing bodies, people that didn't have great bodies, but it was always like consistency is key, no days off. Like I was doing a lot of that stuff. So, um, I, I mean, five to seven days I had to like five days to me, I wasn't doing enough. I thought everybody was doing a lot. If I would do it all over again, I would do 10 K steps per day. I would do um, four days of lifting and I would probably do, if I'm trying to lose weight, I would start off with two 20 minute cardio sessions. Those, those could be on the same days that I train. They could be on a separate day, but 10 K steps, four days lifting two 20 minute cardio sessions, whether it's like elliptical machine, bike, walking uphill, whatever, but I would start there, but absolutely um, one full day of recovery. One day could be like chores and stuff around the house, but I try to make sure there's two days I'm doing absolutely nothing, but adding up to my 10 K steps. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely still need to get your steps in, but I mean, and, and I work out like I'll live, I live five days a week now and it's plenty. Um, but even, I mean, since you started like that, like it's still, it's, I still struggle to take the off days, even though like I take them consistently now, like I'll take two days mm-hmm. off every week, of course, but in, I have to tell myself to take them off mentally because I started like that. And um, it just makes you, you know, it, it puts it in your head that I'll, I would get better results if I go to the gym, even though I know better now. You know, it's still it's still that voice in my head. Like you could just go to the gym today. Right now? Yeah, it's still it's still <laughs> it still comes. Like it still comes on my off days. Like, hey, you could just slide in there for 30, 40 minutes real quick. And I'm like, nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be cool. Because I know I know, you know, I know I get better results this way. But you know, when you start off wrong, it's hard. It's a harder, it's more of a challenge to fix the problem instead of you know, if you started off right and develop your habits the right, right in the right way in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And like, if you guys are like starting out and you're like in your twenties, it's not so hard to recover. If you're like starting over, starting as a beginner and you're like late thirties, forties up. I don't know who is doing it seven days a week being, you know what I mean? A little more mature. It's a lot like eventually like your neck starts hurting your back your shoulders you get a little shoulder little injury a little um tweak from doing a deadlift I mean you might be hurting for a week like your knees get a little uh hips I mean things start happening so like one you can get a better result but you wear your body out less whether you're younger more mature Um, But there's definitely a way to do it smarter. And it's not always about the calorie burn, like Randall was saying. There's also things outside of calories in and calories out and building muscle. Like your sleep is affected. If your body is still like wired, then your cortisol is higher. The way you respond, um, like with your adrenal functions, it changes. If your cortisol is off, it affects your sex hormones as a man. You don't produce as much testosterone. You're not going to get the type of muscle um, growth and definition that you usually would want to women. If your cortisol is high from working out all the time, it affects your, your sex hormones. It throws off your progesterone. Um, your cortisol is stealing the show. When progesterone is down, you become estrogen dominant. Estrogen dominant can lead to belly fat. So like you're gaining belly fat while you're trying to keep up with seven days a week working out. 
Um, so it does affect your hormones and your recovery, your ability to not get sick. If you're getting sick because you're working out all the time, like what is even the point? Um, so it's not just about like get these calories in. It will throw off your thyroid, your immune function, your sex hormones, um, and your adrenals. So there's a lot of stuff. It's not just about the macros and these calories, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I know. For dudes, like, I mean, I know it happened for me. Like, I mean, with our lack of sleep, like, first thing that seems to go is our cortisol. Our Ooh. cortisol uh, sky yeah. skyrockets. And then, of course, if your cortisol skyrockets, now your midsection starts to gain weight. Yep. And then you don't see as good results uh, as a muscle gain because your testosterone starts dipping. So that sleep is super important for us. And then in the culture of men, like, I know we say a lot of times, oh, I'll rest when I die. I got to do this. I got to do that. I used to live by that mantra, too. Um, just being like, oh, I don't need to sleep. You know, give me three, four hours. I'm going to get up and do this and do that. But, yeah, you, your body is not working properly when you do that. You're just not giving your body enough time to recover your organs and everything. You just got to think about it. Once you think about it, it makes sense. But when I was younger, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, oh, I got, I got, I shut my eyes for three, four hours. I'm up. Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't thinking about how my body wasn't working properly. You get those labs and it'll tell you, though. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> all another thing. Get them yeah. labs and look at them. We have a podcast coming on labs, too. So don't worry. We got you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Get your annual labs for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely do that. But honestly, like we just mapped out our five things each that, I mean, it's honestly a framework that we teach with our one-on-one -on -one clients. We teach it with our, in our make it count program, which is really affordable um, for people that are looking for accountability because you need someone to tell you that you're fucking up, like that you're, you're making it so much harder. You're making it hard to maintain. Like we, this is something we specialize in, in our content on our Instagram page is talking about it all the time, like being consistent with like these five pillars. We go deeper into what the nutrition looks like um but like this is what we preach all the time and it's like easy for us to make this list because we've lived through it and we don't want you guys to make the same mistakes so if you need help with any of that type of um, direct coaching, we have an amazing team that has been doing this for years. We have 30 years of experience when it comes to nutrition, training, science, and medicine. I mean, we have really nailed this and we want you guys to be successful the first time. So it's your last time. Definitely, definitely. So go hard when you're going, but prioritize that rest and recovery. But that's going to do it for us. Uh, as always, we appreciate y'all joining us today. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And we'll holler at y'all next week. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get welcome.